Hey friends, so a little disclaimer before we get started. My niece was making some noise in the background and I thought that the white noise would cancel it out, but it did not quite. And so you can hear it a little bit. So my apologies, but it's not throughout the whole video, just somewhat in the beginning. So yeah, welcome to real life. Welcome to A Change of Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Walston. And in this space, we navigate life together. We ask the hard questions like, what is the truth you haven't told? But most importantly, we grow together. And sometimes that leads to a change, a change of, heart. of heart. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Change of Heart Podcast. I am your host, Angel Walston. For anyone, if this is your first time tuning in, and today we are going to be talking about the topic that I have been pushing literally all of this season, and that is this idea of being whole, being healed, and being authentic. I thought it deserved its own episode, and I'm excited to jump into it. But before we do that, y'all know we have the question of the day. And so today's question of the day is, what TV show or movie do you watch repeatedly as though it's your first time seeing it like you ain't watched it tons of times before and you love it just the same every single time that you watch it so i feel like anyone who knows me well knows 100 it is the office i watch the office like full season i feel like i watch it every year and i don't really have a reason as to why but i realized that it was my favorite show when i was watching it for maybe like the sixth or seventh time, full nine seasons. Well, after Steve Carell leaves, Michael Scott is really not that good, but I have watched it so many times. And I saw something, I want to say on Instagram a while ago that said people who have anxiety tend to watch the same shows over and over again because they know what the ending is going to be. So they know what the outcome is going to be. So it doesn't like stress them out. And I was like, touche, that makes a lot of sense. So you all know the drill. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, make sure that you leave your response, your answer in the comment section below, or you can always leave your answer in the question box on my Instagram stories at Angel C. Walston. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. And as I mentioned earlier, you all have heard from the beginning of episodes, throughout the episodes, at the ending of episodes, the outro of the episodes, where I have repeatedly said, be whole, be healed, and be authentic. And I know that you all get the gist of it, but I did feel like this phrase, it deserved its own episode because I want to share with you all why these words specifically are so near and dear to my heart, why I encourage that for you all, and what that really looks like. So y'all know I'm a definition girl. So I went through and looked up the definition for each word, whole, healed, authentic. And we're just going to have us some conversation. We're going to have us a little bit of some story time as well. So let's jump into it. So the first word whole, the definition means comprising the full quantity, amount, extent, number, etc. without diminution or exception. And let me say this. I had to look up what diminution meant and how to pronounce it because I was like, I feel like I've never heard this before. And it just means the act, fact, or process of diminishing, lessening, reduction. That's a word in itself. We're going to come back to that, though. 
So without diminution or exception, entire, full, or total, a thing complete in itself or comprising all its parts or elements. And so in thinking about this idea of being whole, one of the things that I always think about in regards to why I started Change Hearts, and I don't want to assume that every person who is listening to this knows what I'm referring to when I talk about Change Hearts. So very long story short, it's the ministry that I started back in 2012. I believe. And pretty much right now it's through my YouTube channel where I um, just do different videos, challenges, prayer, all of that to encourage people to find wholeness in Jesus Christ. And as I think about why I started Change Hearts, it really came from a place of getting to a point where I felt like I had grown in my relationship with God and I felt like I was at a point where I was able to find wholeness in him. It wasn't in a relationship. It wasn't in my job. It wasn't in myself. It wasn't in any of these other things, but it was really about finding wholeness in my relationship with God. And as I became whole, that then led to the healing process. It then enabled me to really walk in authenticity. And I think about this because one of the things that is such a driving force and passion for me when it comes to change hearts is I believe that we can go through a lot of patterns. We can go through a lot of cycles that simply repeats themselves and it can feel as though this is how it's always been. So this is how it's always going to be. And to be able to get to the other side of that and to be able to see, hey, we can do it differently. No matter what I've seen throughout my bloodline, no matter what I've seen throughout my relationships, no matter what I've seen throughout my friendships, we can do it differently. I can choose to do it differently. And in being in that space, having that mindset and getting to the other side of what it looked like to do it differently, it really just encouraged me to want to, I would say it empowered me actually, to want to help other women to know that there is something on the other side for those who feel stuck, who for those who feel like I've been struggling or wrestling with the same thing for so long to help them to be able to see that there's something on the other side of it. So we're going to have us a brief little, I don't even know if this is going to be brief. I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> we're going to have us a little bit of a story time. Um, for those of you who read my first book, Change Heart, then you know that one of the areas that I greatly struggled in was relationships. And so I definitely was the girl who was always in a relationship. I would end a relationship a couple months later, back into a relationship. I was that type of girl. And as a result of that, I did have a tendency to put a lot of my identity in being in a relationship, being liked by men. I would say liked by boys because I was young at that point. But as a result of that, I quickly learned that my identity was rooted in being in a relationship. It wasn't rooted in anything else. It wasn't rooted in who I was. And so as a result of that, my identity was all over the place because I felt good about myself if I was in a relationship. I felt good about myself if I was with someone who I felt, you know, showed me interest, expressed interest, love and all of that. And as a result of that, I I settled for a lot of stuff in relationships. I put up with a lot of stuff that I absolutely would not tolerate as of today. 
Um, there were a lot of things that I allowed because my wholeness was the result of me being in a relationship. It was not about me being whole as I am just angel. And something that I had to learn, and it was honestly going through a season of singleness, was learning that my identity, my self-worth, my value, my wholeness, my completion, none of that is rooted in a relationship. None of that is rooted in a man. And I felt like once I was able to get to the other side of that, it was almost this feeling of like, I want other women to know that there's another way. And specifically what I wanted women to know is that you don't have to stay in a cycle of dysfunction just to be loved or just to be in a relationship, just to say that you have someone. Because truth of the matter, that is what I did. I would find myself in these relationships that were unhealthy. I would find myself in relationships that were toxic. And if I'm being fully honest, Homeboy was not the only one who was toxic. Sis was toxic as well. I am sis. Sis is me. I was a hot mess express. For me, I realized that there was something else on the other side of what I had accepted to be the norm, even though it was not normal. It was not healthy. It was not even something that was that should have been acceptable, but it was what I was used to. It was what I had seen. It is what I had experienced. And so that had become my norm. And in order for me to get to a place of wholeness, it required me to go through a season of literally being stripped of everything that I thought made me who I am. And so as I'm sharing this with you, I want you all to to think about if someone were to ask you the question, who are you? What would your response be? And I know that that's such a very open question. It can be very vague. It's like, I mean, where do I even begin, right? And the reason why I want you to take the time to answer that question and listen, let, let's have a little homework assignment. <laughs> right on a piece of paper, who am I? Okay. Pause this right here. I don't want you to listen to what I'm getting ready to say because I don't want it to sway what your answer is going to be. But write that down. Take the time to think about who you are and just write down the things that come to mind. So whether it's being, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to bait you. I'm not going to tell you what to write. I want you to think about what is it that, how would you answer that for yourself? And after you've written down some things, come back to it. And as you're reading through your list, I want you to think about how many of those things are rooted in someone else. And not even just someone else, but something else. Because a lot of times when we think about who are we, we will name our occupation. We will name that, you know, we're maybe a wife, a mother, all of these things. And let me say this. I'm not saying that you're not those things. I'm not trying to take that away from you by any means. But what I want you to do in thinking about answering this question, who am I? I want you to also take the time to think about how much of my identity is wrapped up in this piece. And am I really whole as a result of how I identify or am I actually in a space where I have allowed myself to be consumed in a role. I've allowed myself to be consumed, not even just in a role of sister, mother, wife, friend, whatever it might be, but also consumed in a role that is an idea of what people want you to be, but it's not even who you are. We're going to get to that in authenticity. I'm jumping ahead. But that is something to consider as well, because 
a lot of us don't even realize that our identity has been rooted in something for so long that we are not. And hear me out on this, y'all. We cannot get to a place of wholeness when our identity is a part of someone else's idea of what we think we should be. And some of us are carrying around an identity attached to what our parents feel like we should be, what our teachers said we should be. Even if we want to take it a step further for what the church has said that we should be, that is not even close to who God created us to be. And the reason why I stress this is because in thinking about this idea of wholeness, I love what it said in regards to the definition comprising the full quantity, amount, extent, number without diminution or exception. Mind you, diminution, the act, fact, or process of diminishing. So many of us are trying to be something that we are not and we don't even realize that as a result of us trying to be something that we are not, we have actually diminished the role of who we are because that's who God created us to be. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because so many of us are trying to play a part that God never called us to. But other people have created this role for us and we have just fit into it because not even so much that it's comfortable, but it's acceptable. And so we feel like we have to be this person because this is what people have always associated me with. This is who I have always been. And so we walk around in this identity that doesn't even belong to us. Can we talk about identity fraud, like identity theft for a minute? That's literally what it's like. Some of us are walking around. We are whole identity thieves out here because we have taken on an identity that is associated with what somebody else wants us to be. And it's not who God has created us to be. But when we're thinking about this whole idea of being whole, when we are whole in God, the wholeness is also about us being whole in who he has created us to be. For some of us, we can get to a place where we struggle with wholeness because the idea of being who we are, we feel like that's not enough. We feel like who we are as is, is not enough. We feel like what we have to offer, what we bring to the table, who God created us to be, the stripped down version, not the version that has to pretend, not the version that has to put on, not the version that has to do all of these things to be liked, to be loved, to feel worthy, but just simply as we are, we feel like that is enough. That is not enough. And the thing about wholeness is that I, I love the idea that you can be whole and still yet be in progress. And I bring that up because so many of us have this idea that this journey that we're on, that we're eventually going to reach a place where it's like, I got it. And I hate to be the one to pop the bubble or to bring down your hope. <laughs> but the reality is this journey that we are on it is not, there's not a final destination to it per se. It's a journey and it's something that we are constantly evolving into. It's something that we are constantly being molded into, that we are learning, that we are growing into. And for some of you, the idea of being whole, it feels so far off. We can feel disconnected from that because it feels like, 
the only way I'm going to be whole is for me to be perfect. Uh-uh. It's not about perfection. It's about acceptance. It's about accepting who it is that God created you to be and being willing to sit in that and accept it even when it's flawed, even when it's not perfect, even when it's not even who you thought that you would be, but you become into this woman, you evolve, you grow, you mature. And why I stress this idea of being whole, being healed, being authentic is because I want you to know that these things are attainable. And I want you to know that when you are able to really walk in the freedom and the fullness of these three things specifically, it positions you to really walk in the things that God has created you to be. And so I say these things so frequently because I feel like when it comes to being whole, for a lot of women, it feels like something that is attainable for other people, but not for them. And so I'm going to continue to say it, and I will say it every single week because I want you all to get into a space where when you hear the words be whole, you say, oh yeah, I can do that. That's, that's for me too. That's not just for the other people. That's not just for the perfect people. It's for me too. And the things that I'm facing right now, it does not count me out. It does not make me unworthy. It does not make me less than. It makes me a woman in progress. And that's worth fighting for. That is worth becoming. That is worth me putting one foot in front of the other to become the woman who I know that I've always been created to be. And wholeness is for you too. Completion is for you too. And let me talk about this. I want you all to understand for those of you who have had things that have happened to you in life, for those of you who have done things in your life where people have tried to make you feel less than, that have try to make you feel like you're damaged goods, whatever it might be. Let me say this very clearly. Wholeness is for you as well. Don't you dare allow life, people, what you have been through, what you have done to make you feel like those things counted you out. You are very much so still in the race and you are very much so more than worthy. You are very much so still in a position where you are deserving of love. You are deserving of wholeness. You are deserving of completion in Christ. And don't allow the things that have happened to you, the things that people have said makes you dirty, that makes you nasty, whatever it is that they want to say. Don't you dare allow those things to convince you that because this has happened, because I did this, because I didn't do it the right way, because I messed up, because I missed the mark, because of whatever reason or excuse that you may have. Don't you dare allow that to be a reason to make you feel like wholeness is for other people. But because of this right here, that's just something that I'm always going to have a void. The devil is a lie and a snatch of edges. Absolutely not. No, ma'am. You can still be whole. You can still be complete in God. Do not allow this world, your own thoughts or doubts or people to lead you to believe otherwise. I ain't trying to preach to y'all. I'm just trying to help the people. Okay. All right, going on to being healed. I think this is one of my favorite ones. So healed means to make healthy, whole, or sound, restore to health, free from ailment, to bring to an end or conclusion as conflicts between people or groups, usually with the strong implication of restoring former amity, 
settle, reconcile. So if you go back a couple of episodes into season two, I did an episode with one of my friends, Blair, talking about the process of progress. And in this, we talked about this journey of healing. And one of the things that I am such a huge cheerleader for, that I push, that I encourage, y'all already know what I'm about to say, therapy. I truly believe that every single person in a mama should go to therapy because there's so many things that you can unpack that you may not even recognize have been keeping you in a space that is hindering you from growing and actually becoming the woman that you want to be. Another thing is when you get in therapy, you don't even realize at times how the things that you have either chosen not to address things that you were unaware of, how that impacts your relationships, how that impacts your life. And the reason why I push therapy so much is because a lot of us walk around with wounds and we don't even realize that we are bleeding in so many areas of our lives as a result of a wound that has gone unhealed and that needs to be addressed. And so when I talk about being whole and being healed. I push this so much because ultimately what I want to see for each and every one of you is I want to see you walk in every single thing that God has for you. That is my heart. I truly do these episodes for the podcast to encourage you all to be the women who God has always created you to be. I want to see you walking in purpose. I want to see you healed. I want to see you whole. I want to see you walking as your authentic self. I want to see you doing that boldly. I want to see you doing that confidently. And for some of us, we can't get to that place because we are still struggling when it comes to being healed. And as a result of us not being healed, it is showing up in so many different areas of our lives and we don't even recognize it. So for me specifically, as we're talking about this journey of healing, the reason why I bring this up so much is because I realized that there was a point in time where I was just dealing with a lot of unforgiveness. There were a lot of areas in my life that had been impacted by certain things that had happened that I didn't even recognize. And as you get to a place where you are able to heal, there is a freedom that comes with that. And so when I'm talking about being whole, being healed, the healing aspect of it is you being able to be free. That is really what I'm referring to when we're talking about healing. And so when you think about wholeness, I want you to associate that with identity. When you think about healing, I want you to associate that with freedom because I think it's so important for us to be able to walk in the freedom of who we are and that allows us to be free of some things that may have tainted or jaded who we are if we're being honest. The truth of the matter is life happens, right? We all have encountered different things in life that has shaped the way that we perceive life, the way that we perceive people, the way that we respond, the way that we handle things. All kinds of things impact who we are. And sometimes that impact is a good thing. It impacts us in a positive way and it enables and pushes us even to fully become who it is that God created us to be. But the other side of it, which is also a truth, is that some things have impacted us in a negative way. So for example, 
something that may have impacted you in a negative way is possibly how you grew up, the environment that you were in. It could also be how people of authority handles you, whether it was teachers, supervisors, things like that. And different things can happen that can make you distrust people. Different things can happen that can make you question people's motives, what their intentions are when they encounter you. It can put you in a position where you have this idea that people have ulterior motives. It's like there's literally all these different things. And when I talk about being healed, I share that because I genuinely want you all to be able to walk in the freedom and to receive all that God has for you. Because some of us are so blocked. And I will say these are things that I'm still working on myself as well. Just as I was talking about with wholeness, your healing journey, it's a journey. It's something that's going to be ongoing and allow yourself to go through the process without getting frustrated at yourself for not being further along than where you thought that you should be. And also allow yourself the grace to become who you're trying to be. A lot of times as we are becoming the woman who we want to be, we treat the woman that we are as though the progress that she has made is insignificant. We treat the woman that we are today as though all the effort that has been made to get us to the point that we are right now, it's irrelevant because we're not where we want to be. Can we stop doing that? Can we learn how to grace ourselves a little bit better to acknowledge I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm also nowhere near where I was. And I'm trying, not just I'm trying. That's another thing that I have to correct myself on. A lot of times I will say that I'm trying to do something that is actually in progress. Speak what it is that you want to see. You're not just trying to do it. You're actually putting yourself in a position to move forward, to heal, to forgive, and to really walk in the freedom of what that looks like. And a lot of times because we have not arrived yet, because we have not got to a point where we feel like we are perfect and put together, we feel like all of the work that has been done up until that point is irrelevant. It's not. It is worth noting, it is worth celebrating, and it's worth acknowledging. And as we are thinking about this journey of being healed, it's also a reflection of you being whole. Because when you become whole, you're able to heal from the people who've hurt you. You're able to heal from the things that you may have taken personal, knowing it ain't got nothing to do with you. When you become whole, you're able to heal from rejection. When you become whole, you are able to heal from disappointment. When you really become whole, you're able to heal from the people who lied on you. It, listen, it is a process. I am not saying this is easy, none whatsoever. It is a process. But when you're able to heal from those things, it really helps you to then position yourself to walk in the things that God has for you because you're no longer carrying the baggage around from what it is that was attached to the disappointment, what was attached to the rejection, what was attached to all of these different things that you've been holding on to. And I think it's really important for us to be able to get to a space where we acknowledge that we have some things that we are holding on to that we got to let that stuff go because it's not hurting anybody else but us. Ultimately, what you don't want to do is to allow the people who hurt you, the people who wronged you, the things that you have encountered in life that have 
jaded you, that have tainted you. I don't want to say tainted. That's not the best word. But the things that have left an impact on you in a potentially negative way to not allow those things to shape your healing. Because if you allow those things to shape your healing, what ends up happening is you think that you've healed when in reality you are bitter. You are bitter, you are resentful, you are still angry, and you become petty labelle, and you think that you've healed because you're making jokes about stuff, and it's like, no, nah, baby, that's not healing. That is hurt that is wrapped up in this pretty little packaging that's saying, I'm over it, I'm this, I'm that, when in reality, what's on the other side of that packaging it's rotten. It is, it is bad fruit. Okay. We have to acknowledge that because too often we say that we have moved on from something. We've healed from something that we are no longer attached or allowing something to hurt us anymore. And we will walk around talking about that person. Anybody who will listen, we will be more than ready and willing to tell them about how they wronged us. We keep a record of wrongs. Okay. We will actually keep a record of wrong. Set that thing free. You have to heal from that because ultimately it's stagnating your growth. And it's also putting you in a position where you are carrying around the weight of something that is keeping you from being who you ultimately were created to be. And we don't want to be in a position any longer. And we are a version of ourselves that God created us to be, but not the fullness of who he created us to be. We don't want to be the great value version of who God created us to be. We want to be the name brand, okay? We want to be the namesake. We want to make sure sure that we the high price okay so as i'm talking about being whole being healed it's ultimately about walking in freedom it's ultimately about you being able to let go of the things that are hindering you that are keeping you from really allowing your heart to be pure that's a word in itself really allowing yourself to be positioned for your heart to be pure for you to be able to receive the love the joy, the peace, the happiness, the wholeness, all the things that God ultimately wants you to have and to be in a position where you're not just able to be that and give that to others, but you're also in a position to receive it because we don't often talk about how when we are healed, it's not just that we aren't able to give that to others is not just a matter of the hurt people hurt people. We don't even allow ourselves to be in a position to receive love or to receive how good people can potentially show up in our lives. And so I want to encourage you as we're talking about be whole, be healed, to give yourself permission to free yourself of the things that have been weighing you down. All right, last but not least, y'all know what the last thing is, be authentic. And this by far is my favorite one because when you're whole, when you're healed, it enables you to walk in authenticity. And this is so important. I cannot stress the need why I push authenticity so much is because God needs you to show up like you, not what other people want you to be, not what people have groomed you to be, not what people have said that they 
thought that you should be, but who you were actually created to be. And I feel like one of the biggest reasons why we struggle with wholeness is because we are trying to be something that other people have wanted us to be, or we're trying to fit the mold. We're trying to fit the part. We're trying to fit everything except for who God created us to be. And so as you're thinking about this idea of authenticity, the definition is to make whole, healthy, or sound, restore to health, free from ailment, representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself or to the person identified. And I love this so much because I always talk about how God has, I truly believe that God assigns people to our lives. There are people who specifically need you to be who God has created you to be. They don't need you to be like me. They don't need you to be like sister so-and-so over here. They don't need you to be like sister spandex over here. They need you to be exactly who God created you to be because they're your people. They are the ones who can receive from you. And I think it's so important for us to be our authentic selves because when you are trying to be somebody else, you miss who it is that God has for you. I want to share my personal struggle with authenticity and we're going to break this thing down real quick. So one of the things that I greatly struggled with growing up was just feeling misunderstood. When I think back to grade school, um, I believe I mentioned in the last video, maybe video before then, I talked about how there was, from some people, this idea that I was stuck up, that I was full of myself and all of these different things. And as a result of that, I spent a lot of time shrinking and I spent a lot of time trying to just play in the background because I did not want attention or focus on me. And as a result of that, I completely lost my voice. I completely lost who I was because I was trying so hard, not even to blend in, but to disappear. And there was a part of me that felt so misunderstood, but I also preferred to just not be seen, noticed or anything. So the misunderstood part, it wouldn't matter. That That's what I thought in my head at the time. And I'm talking like middle school, high school. So we're young. We don't know better, right? And so as a result of that, I noticed, I would say probably like from elementary school to middle school, there was a change for me in regards to just being a lot more reserved, being a lot more quiet, being a lot more to myself. Because like, I don't want any, I don't want no issues. I don't want anyone to think something of me that I am not. And I've realized that it's not my job to shrink or to diminution myself. Y'all see how we're using the word of the day? In order to make other people comfortable. And I can also accept that in me choosing not to do that, that then does not reinforce or prove them right about what they thought about me. And I share this because I think sometimes when it comes to us showing up as our authentic selves, we struggle with wanting other people to be comfortable with what that will look like. And we struggle with stepping outside of the box, especially if how us stepping outside of the box, how we may feel like, not that it's proving the naysayers right, but how we may feel as though it gives them something to talk about. Listen, y'all, they gonna talk regardless. Trust and believe that. They gonna talk regardless. And I'm not even on some give them something to talk about, but more so what is more important? 
them talking about you for you not showing up as your authentic self or them talking about you because you showed up as your authentic self. We have to get to a place and it comes with it comes with time. It comes with your wholeness journey. It comes with your healing journey. But we have to get to a place where we become comfortable with us. And the truth of the matter is it is going to be difficult for you to show up authentically if you're not comfortable with you. And for some people, the reason why you don't feel comfortable with you is because you have not shown up authentically because you are showing up as a version of what you think is easily accepted to others. So what I mean by this is for some of you, you are not showing up as your authentic self because you were told that who you are wasn't good enough. You were told that what you bring to the table, nobody wants that. You were told that uh, something I hear a lot from people actually is that you were too much, right? And what we ultimately have to end up doing in order to be able to be confident in who we are, who we were created to be, is to resolve that. We have to resolve that because that is ultimately a conflict within that we are wrestling with. And we have to resolve that so that we can show up authentically. And the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of us, we want to walk in authenticity, but we are still wrestling with being misunderstood. We are still wrestling with people saying that we are too much. And so as a result of that, how we show up is like 70% of ourselves because we question, are people going to judge me for this? What are people going to think about this? What are people going to have to say about this? Am I doing too much? Am I not doing enough? And are, are people going to think that I am a fraud? And people are people going to think that I'm fake? Like we have all of these different things that play in our mind. And Hear me out. I get it. I, I, I have these same thoughts at times, but we have to recognize that showing up authentically is not about other people. It's, it's about you. And I'm always talking about doing a disservice to things. Let's talk about the fact how we do a disservice to God when we show up as somebody else and not who he created us to be. Like, how are you going to explain that in heaven? God, I know that you created me to be a certain type of person, but um, the people on Instagram didn't like that. So I decided I was going to take on this persona. Uh, we're going to call her, you know, I don't know, Sister Bell Bottoms. And as a result of that, they liked that version. So that's why I didn't actually fulfill the assignments that you had for me. I think absolutely not what we not about to do. We have to recognize that you get to be you. I cannot stress that enough. You get to be you. God literally created you and was like, I've created you to be a solution to a problem that has not even occurred. How do we know this? We're going to, we're going to church today. If you look back in the book of Jeremiah, it tells, and I want to say it's Jeremiah 1.5. This is straight off the top of the head. So if it's not that, my apologies. But it talks about how before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I called you to be a prophet. Can we talk about this? Jeremiah was assigned. Hello, somebody. He was assigned to be a prophet for a situation, an issue, a problem that had not even occurred when he was a baby. Jeremiah was not prophesying at six months. But guess what? 
the office of prophet was on his life from day one. And I share that with you because we have to recognize that the fact that we were created, there is purpose attached to our lives. The fact that we were created, God intentionally created us to be a solution to something in some form or fashion. And I want to encourage you to not miss, not even the opportunity, but the privilege and the assignment that is associated with the creation of your life because you feel like you're not good enough, because you feel like you are not qualified. And let me also say this. I think that sometimes as the church with social media, with entrepreneurship, with all of these different things, we have done a very, very bad job of making people feel like your worth, your success, accomplishments, whatever is attached to a platform or attached to you doing, creating and all of that. And listen, y'all know I am a, I am a creator's creator. Okay. I love creatives. I have a heart for creatives 100%. But I think that it's so important to also understand how what you do on your job is just as significant as someone who has a platform and reaches a hundred thousand people. Just as an example, what you do within your family, what you do within your community, we have to break down this idea that what I'm doing is not good enough. It's not significant enough. It's not relevant enough unless I'm reaching millions, thousands of people. We have to break out of that mindset and we have to also stop making people feel like unless you are doing this, then you're not walking in purpose. That is absolutely not true. There is power and impact in the places that God has you in right now. And we cannot afford to miss those assignments because we're trying to chase a platform. That's not what I'm pushing here. I'm talking about you showing up authentically as God has called you to be. And as a result of that, you then are able to impact people wherever you are is not about having a platform y'all is not about having all the followers subscribers all of that when I tell you that is irrelevant at the end of the day it's about how are we impacting people's lives how are we helping people to be fully who it is that God has created them to be and I stress that because as I was saying earlier about authenticity you can reach the people who you were created to reach who you were called to when you show up as authentically yourself, but you miss it when you're trying to be somebody else. And I'm gonna wrap up with this. The last thing I just wanted to say is for those of you who are in a space where it seems like what it is that God is calling you to do, whatever it is that you're, who, who you are, your existence, your being, it feels like it's so outside of the box, baby, right outside that box. Jump outside that box if you need to, because what we have done is we don't even recognize how we ourselves, society, church, all kinds of things have put God into a box, which in return put ourselves into a box of who we are in him. It is time to bust all the walls down. We are breaking the box. We are putting it in the shredder. Okay or whatever the little thing is that compacts the boxes, we doing that because we have to take the limits off of ourselves. 
And so I know that for those who feel like what I'm doing is not traditional, what I'm doing, it goes outside of what is accepted, what is the norms. But I know that this is who God has created me to be. But I'm afraid to walk in the authenticity of that because it doesn't look like the norm. It doesn't look like tradition. It doesn't look like what everybody else is doing. Let this be the sign that you have been looking for. Step outside the box. That is a liter. I literally feel like that is what God is waiting for you to do. Step outside the box so you can show up as authentically yourself and so that you can see that he's not focused on what other people think is acceptable about who you should be. He's focused on who he's created you to be. And he wants to see, are you willing to take the step? even if it may make you look crazy, even if people don't understand it, even if people don't co-sign it, even if people don't go behind you and be like, oh yeah, girl, I see you killing it. I see you doing this. Even if you don't get affirmations and praise for it, are you still willing to follow what he tells you to do? Are you still willing to go after it? Because that that's a part of authenticity that we don't talk about. The, the times where you feel stupid, <laughs> the times where you question like, God, what is we doing right now? Because this is not what I signed up for. We don't talk about that. But that's a part of it as well, because we don't even recognize that the box that we are in, it sometimes is the perceptions associated with what people think or have told us that we should be. And so we've then put ourselves in this box because it says, oh, this is who I am. This is what I've always been. This is who I was told that I was. This is what I've always associated myself as. And so we stay in this box and God's like, "Mm -mm. you put yourself in that box. I never put you there. That's not what I called you to. So I need you to step out. I need you to do it differently. I need you to show up differently. I need you to trust me in this. Even when it might look crazy to somebody else, it doesn't matter because I'm asking you to show up authentically as you, not somebody else. So if they don't get it, that's fine because I'm not asking you to show up as them. It's not for them to understand. It's for you to obey. So over this season, as you all have heard me say, be whole, be healed, be authentic. I hope that this has helped to bring some context to it. And every time you hear that, I want you to hear that and be able to say, hey, that's me. That's for me. I can be whole, I can be healed, I can be authentic. That is for me, that is who I am. And I want to continue to encourage you all to really find wholeness, healing, and authenticity in God because I truly believe that, I'll say this, I feel like whenever you are a part of something in the sense of connected to something in some kind of way, Whatever God is doing with the person who may be leading it, I always feel like it trickles down. And so for those of you who constantly tune in to the podcast, I truly believe that what you are getting from my process, what you are gaining from the episodes, that it is starting something on the inside of you that's making you say, okay, God, we about to go on a ride. We about to we about to switch things up and I'm scared. I'm terrified. I don't know what this is about to look like, but I'm going to trust you on this journey and I'm really going to pursue wholeness, healing and walk in the authenticity of who it is that you called me to be. And I want that for y'all. Like I genuinely want that for y'all. I cannot 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 stress enough how much it does my heart well to see women 
walk and show up authentically as who God created them to be. That it like it literally just makes me so excited. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I just truly believe that this is a season for us to really rise up and be who God created us to be. And it's going to take some preparation. It's going to take some 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 work, some inner work for sure. And that's where the wholeness and healing part comes in. As long as you are in a position where you are willing to allow God to come in and heal the areas that need to be healed, to allow you to allow him to make you whole. And listen, y'all, this this journey of wholeness and healing, it ain't easy. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, you're just going to, you know, run down a couple of rows of lilies and sunflowers, do a little cartwheel, and it's just going to be so perfect. It's going to be so fun. No, you will be singing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air anthem. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Like, real talk. But it's worth it. It's so worth it to really become the woman who God has created you to be. So I want to encourage you to go on this journey. I want to encourage you to just be willing to possibly try something different. I want you to be willing to say, all right, God, you got my yes. I am scared. I don't know what this is about to look like. I don't know what we about to do. But I want to be who you created me to be. And I am fully committed to being whole, being healed, and being authentic. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into a Change of Heart podcast. I hope you were encouraged and please take a moment to share with a girlfriend and don't forget to download the episode. Lastly, I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on Instagram at Angel C. Walston and at a Change of Heart podcast. Have an amazing week and don't forget, be whole, be healed and be authentic.